This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Welcome back, folks. Valley Forge. No, no, no. Cudlow. I'm sorry. Here we are. We're going to talk some more about all <clears throat> Joe Biden's inaugural presidential campaign speech, fresh from St. Croix. I didn't see the pictures. People say he had a very red, burnt face from too much sun. Anyway, we're going to talk about it with two ace political analysts, Joe Concha. Joe Concha is a columnist, the messenger, and a Fox News contributor, and the author of the book, Come On Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Presidency, and a regular on the Cudlow Show on Fox Business, and Mark Simone, Hall of Fame radio host, 710 WOR, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Mark Simone, did you actually see the speech? I bet you were set side, really focused on it. No, Mark Simone. Oh, can you hear me? All right. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Can you hear I, I me now? You, I, I got you now. Oh, I feel I, like Joe I'll Biden. I bet you you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually see the speech on TV or anything? Yeah, every time he does one of these uh, Hitlerian uh, angry rage speeches, it's always <laughs> in Philadelphia. Last time was next to the Liberty Bell. This time, close by Valley Forge. Uh, I, I guess it's we're supposed to revolutionary war. Some, I guess we're supposed to believe this idiot is Patrick Henry or something. I, I don't know what the point of that is. <laughs> it was scheduled for January 6th. Yeah. But it was January 6th, and then this storm uh, is supposed to come today, so they had to move it. So even Mother Nature weighed in and didn't want this speech on January 6th. <laughs> And you know, way, he couldn't even he couldn't even get that right. He couldn't even get that right. <laughs> no, it, it it was kind of a tribute to Donald Trump in that they couldn't make any legitimate case against him being president. So instead, they went to this hysterical, hyperbolic nonsense about a threat to our democracy. Even January sixth, he said we almost lost it all that day. It was an ugly trespassing incident, but we almost lost it all just because they knocked Nancy <laughs> Pelosi's printer off her desk. We almost lost America over that. It's mean, just insane speech. And <laughs> uh, Joe Conscious it was February sixth, but he gave it on February fifth. Yeah, he got, he got there too early. <laughs> That's really very funny. So, like we, we I mean, on the show. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it was um, it was interesting to me. I I uh, I got a hard copy of it last night and I read it. Uh, not a single word about his uh, record as president. I mean, you know, you, this is the first speech of the year, uh, in effect, launching his presidential campaign. Uh, I, Mark is right. It's an odd thing. He always goes to Philadelphia or near Philadelphia. But, Joe, not a single word about anything he's done in office for three years. All cheap shots at Donald Trump, which I think are going to bounce off Trump. Uh, don't you find that odd? Just 
you know, in straight political terms? Well, look, he does most of these events in Philadelphia because that is quite the easy commute, right, if you have Air Force One. And then it's a much easier commute to get to Delaware, where he is again this weekend. I can't get over the fact that he had 138 days of vacation last year, right? (laughs) Average American has 14. This guy has 10 times as many. I mean, what an insult to every worker out there. So apparently fighting the insurrectionists and saving democracy is a part-time job. Right, where you get three-day weekends every weekend. That's how that works. And and the fact that, to to Mark's point, they hold it on January 5th because there's two inches of snow headed towards the Philadelphia area, right? I mean, could you imagine this guy leading Valley Forge? Uh, We're going to move the attack up a day. We don't want you out in that snow. (laughs) Come on, man. Two two inches of snow, which that hadn't (laughs) happened yet. Oh, man, so that let, is let me share with you, Yeah, let me share with you three numbers. This is why this was about Donald Trump and not about Bidenomics, for example, mm-hmm. or uh, the Biden border crisis where the border is actually closed, as they will tell you. On inflation, this is real clear politics average. Mm-hmm. The president is at 32% approval. On wow. immigration, he is at 32% approval. Foreign policy, that's the high water mark. He's at 35 percent approval there. So when one in three Americans believe you're doing a good job on the issues that matter most, you point to Donald Trump. Here's why I don't think it's going to work, because Donald Trump never said, hey, I'm like a priest running for president. Right? It's baked into the fact that this is a guy who has rough elbows and just wants to get things done. So to make the speech, uh, Donald Trump is bad and I'm a good guy, when we now know that he is not a good guy based on uh, all the money he's made overseas through his son, uh, I don't think this works. In fact, I, I think this has no effect on whatsoever. It plays well with MSNBC and CNN, but that ain't the country. Are those guys, I don't know, if Mark, if you watch those other networks, what are they saying? CNN, MSNBC, and all the lefties. How are they praising this? Are they just bashing Trump as a Nazi? Oh, they love this. They think this was uh, right up there with Churchill and uh, ask not what you can do for your country. (laughs) But, you know, the most telling thing is, and they don't mention this, the most telling thing I'm is sorry. there was no audience. Nobody showed up for the speech. It looked like a handful of people in front of them, mm. and I, I'm sure they were all donors and local party people. There were No voters showed up. You've worked with a lot of presidents. You ever see a president go somewhere and not be able to draw a big audience? That tells you everything you need to know about this yeah. election coming up. That was Ron DeSantis' problem. Nobody yeah. showed up at his rallies. Poor guy. You know, also, uh, the whole point of the speech was trying to tell you what it would be like if Trump were president. We know what he'd be. We saw four years of a, a great job. We, it, it, it's a ridiculous premise. We know exactly what it'd be like if he were president. How's this going to play? You think is, uh, I mean, so I know everyone's divided left versus right, and the networks are left versus right. But uh, Joe Concha, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, people in the middle, if there are anybody in the middle anymore, I think they're going to look at this, uh, shrug their shoulders and say more of the same. Joe Biden's a weak president. I don't want him. The next election, guys, comes down to uh, a few thousand voters in seven states. Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, mm-hmm. throwing another one in there, New Hampshire. You know, Ohio and Florida have gone red. They're, they're already gone. Uh, so to those folks who have trouble still with food prices and gas prices, and they see what's going on at the border, or in cities like New York City where migrants were spending billions of dollars to house and feed these people who shouldn't be there, 
That's why the black vote is slowly leaving Joe Biden. The young vote is leaving Joe Biden over his support over Israel primarily, it seems, and the fact that they know that they'll probably have to rent for the rest of their lives. They, they, they're buying a house. That's a thing of the past. Forget about it. The, it. Independents obviously don't like this as well because of inflation and education, and the world seems on fire as far as foreign policy. So all of those factors, Joe Biden can talk about Donald Trump in January 6th all he wants. If he's using this as his fastball in January, by the time we get to, you know, August, September, people are like, what else you got, man? What are you running on? It's not, hey, I'm going to get better with age. All right, he's cottage cheese, not wine. That we do know. <laughs> you know, there's a uh, yesterday's jobs report. There's a number in there. Multiple job holders hit an all-time record high, 8.6 million people. Multiple wow. job holders. I mean, that's a very big number for these kinds of numbers. Um, Mark Simone, uh, Trump's going to try to turn the tables. Trump's going to basically say, uh, you're the guy wrecking democracy. You're the guy on the fringe. You're the guy who's the extremist. And I think that Biden gave Trump an opening to do that, a big fat opening. Well, here's the problem. This is right out of the Saul Alinsky playbook. He wrote the book Rules for Radicals that uh, all these Democrats believe in. The big play in there is accuse your opponent of what you're guilty of. Hmm. whether it's uh, tampering with democracy or profiting off government, of accuse the opponent of it. That way, when they come back at you with it, it just muddies up the whole issue for voters. They don't know who to believe. That, that, that's the reason he's doing this. So basically, uh, this race will be on Biden's record and on Trump's record, too, and whether he can come back and do it again and make it better. That's what you're saying. Yeah, uh, you know, Biden stands on his record to keep you from getting a look at it because there, there is no record that he can run on. It's uh, So you have to accuse Trump of everything in the world. Just hit him with everything. And uh, it, it's a play that Hillary Clinton tried. It didn't work for her. Uh, I think this is all going to be about two issues, the border, the economy. That's mm -hmm. it. Those are the yeah. issues. And yeah. Biden is a disaster on both. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, and he didn't mention it yesterday, and he's probably not going to, he's probably going to try to not mention it at all as the campaign uh, goes on. Let's take a quick break, and I want to come back and take a look at Iowa and New Hampshire. Joe Concha of The Messenger and Fox News and his book, Come On, Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good Presidency, and Mark Simone, Hall of Fame radio host, 710WOR, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'm Kudlow. More on the election. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking politics with Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger and Fox News contributor, and Mark Simone, Hall of Fame radio host at 710 WOR, weekdays 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, Mark Simone, just one last point uh, before we get to Iowa New Hampshire. This January 6th 
obsession of Biden. I mean, January 6th, 2021 was three years ago. I don't think the country is focused on that at all because of the issues we were discussing in the first segment, the collapse of the border, uh, the problems with the economy. Uh, I would even add, as one of you said, chaos in foreign policy. In other words, that shtick has worn so thin that I think it's a gigantic mistake by Biden, not just a small mistake, a gigantic mistake. Nobody cares about it anymore. No, outside of the uh, Eastern establishment, everybody knows it was a horrible trespassing incident. Uh, and they've charged 730 people. Nobody was charged with insurrection. They were charged with unlawful entry, uh, trespassing, disorderly conduct. That's all it was. And they've got to stop uh, hitting that because it means absolutely nothing. People are way past. Everybody remembers where they were when Kennedy was shot. Mm. Nobody thinks about where they were uh, January 6th. I don't even remember where I was. So it it means absolutely nothing. But it's a tribute to Donald Trump. They haven't got any real case against him, that they have to resort to this nonsense. That's right. They never made a case against Trump. I mean, that's the... uh general counsel uh that's uh, scott jack smith that's his problem anyway joe concha iowa sewn up for trump absolutely uh, I, I mean it's not even a question i think at this point I, I know that ted cruz beat trump in 2016 when polls were showing that trump was winning there but not by this kind of margin right you just don't feel any momentum behind desantis haley is putting all of her eggs into new hampshire uh and then i think that desantis would drop out after Iowa, because his donors are already fleeing, they will uh, be completely gone at that point. He knows that New Hampshire, he's even further back. Uh, The question is, where do Trump supporters go when DeSantis drops out? Do they go to Haley? Uh, And is that enough to make it at least competitive? But like we talked about, even after that, she's losing badly in South Carolina. That's her home state. I think that would be the end for her. And then the nomination goes to Trump. But just back to one quick thing, as far as Biden really focusing on January 6th. Mm. I think that whole administration watches MSNBC 24-7, and they think that, honestly, that's the pulse of the country because that's all they talk about. So when they do something like this, they get positive feedback. They're like, ah, it's resonating, and they're just out of touch, just the same way Hillary Clinton never went to Wisconsin, and she lost that state in 2016 because she was wrapped up in this eastern bubble, right? Mm. And and the fact that they compared – January 6th to 9-11 in Pearl Harbor, that insults a lot of people. So they can play this card. But, again, the boomerang effect, I think, is there. And then, like we talked about on your show, you even have on the Democratic side Dean Phillips, who's running against Joe Biden. He has no shot. But they're they're so petrified that Biden's even remotely challenged that they've taken him off the ballot, or at least they're attempting to in Florida, North Carolina. It's like, why – do you support democracy so much, Mr. Biden? And then you're literally taking your opponents, not just Donald Trump, but your Democratic opponent has almost no shot off the ballot. That's not democracy. That's crushing democracy. So yeah, I, I, I got a kick out of that. No, you know, I raised that point. Um, yes. It's a very important point. James Freeman's column in The Wall Street Journal and elsewhere. But if you're for democracy, then then A, why do you want to put your primary opponent in jail for 700 years, but B, even in your own party, why won't you allow a primary in Florida, which is a big state, why won't you allow a primary in North Carolina, and why are you doing everything you can to prevent this congressman from Minnesota, Dean Phillips, from appearing on the ballot? I mean, 
my pal Pete Hexat doesn't think that's a big issue, but I think I think it needs more visibility because it so undercuts all the Biden points. I mean, Mark Simone, it's not a small thing. This is what dictators do. This is what banana republic people do. This is what fearless leader do uh, does. You keep, nobody can run against you. Therefore, you're going to win. It's like Biden wins against no other opponents. I mean, I think that it may be an ankle-biting point, but I think it's a key point. Yeah. It's also what candidates who've seen the internal polling and know they're hopelessly behind do. Uh, and again, it's the Sololinsky playbook. If you're guilty of something, just keep accusing your opponent of it, just clouding the issue up, muddy it up. That's why now they're running this uh, whole campaign that Trump profited off uh, oh. um, all these foreign leaders staying in his hotels. And they never mention in the report that he wrote a check to the U.S. Treasury voluntarily and donated all those profits. He never kept a penny of it. They never mention that. I don't think uh, Hunter Biden or James Biden are about to donate anything to the Treasury from what they made. <laughs> Well, it's the Chinese had dinner at Trump's hotel or they stayed overnight. By the way, that's a legitimate business, which he left. I mean, he left the business to become president. But the point is, it was a business. Influence peddling is not a business. Well, ask Joe Biden about that. He, he <laughs> turned it into a major industry. <laughs> I guess he has. Mark Simone, New Hampshire, uh, the anti-Trumpers are making a big deal about Nikki Haley's polls. Now, I went back and looked at Real Clear Politics. There has their polls, there haven't been any new polls posted. Trump has a 21.5-point lead, but there hasn't been any new polls for 2023. Trump's got 46%, Haley's got 25%. I mean, is this all kind of, pardon the phrase, trumped up, that Haley is closing in on Trump in New Hampshire? Yeah, well, they're taking advantage of the crazy way they do that primary, which this shouldn't be allowed. But in New Hampshire, anybody can vote in the Republican primary, independents, Democrats. So the Democrats will organize a ton of votes to come out for Nikki Haley just to yeah, embarrass but they, Trump. But, yeah, but they have. Uh, but hang on a second. Uh, the the uh, timetable's closed for Democrats. I mean, it was true. There are about 3,000 ballots, apparently. But the independents yeah, but the are the swing. Yeah, but uh, 3,000 can make a big difference there, uh, as we've seen in certain counties. But uh, whatever Haley does in New Hampshire won't matter because by the time they get to South Carolina, Trump has a commanding lead. She'll be humiliated there, and that'll be the end of her campaign. Uh, Joe Concha, is that, um, is that the way you see it? That's the way I see it. And then the, the questions are going forward, you know, as far as Trump versus Biden, I'll just skip ahead to that part. Does the economy improve to the point where – then suddenly that's not something that Trump can hit Biden with as hard. You look at some numbers, Larry, and the GDP was almost 5% in the third quarter. That was the last yeah. quarter that was reported. Unemployment still low. It's at 3.7%. I get that people have multiple jobs, and that's not a good thing. But the, the number is the number, right? Uh, so you, you look at some of these factors. Inflation is still too high. It's 250% higher than it was when Trump took office, but it's still – lower than it was a year ago, and they, they keep touting that. So I wonder if economy is good, if Gaza has an uneasy peace, if that helps, if you have other factors that, that go into Biden possibly winning, like, I don't know, Trump getting convicted, where a lot of people then say they can't vote for a felon, even if they like Trump. So as we sit here now, I would say Trump is a touchdown favorite or so, and that's the real clear politics betting average. They have a 7.5% uh, favorite. But 
However, if, if there's a conviction, rightly or wrongly, and I think all these, obviously, this is a weaponization of the justice system by, by Jack Smith and others, if that happens, then that's, that's something like COVID, like something that we can't even predict what the reaction will be. So it, it's not a slam dunk as far as Trump's concerned, and Republicans should be wary about the abortion issue as well, because that's still out there, and that's still – some people are just one-issue voters, and as long as that's out there, some women will not come over to the Republican side. This is a non sequitur, given your excellent rundown just now, with which I basically agree. But Mark, Mark Simone, what if Nikki Haley wins in New Hampshire? Wins. Is that possible? Uh, I don't think it's possible. But, again, all the independents, whoever, could get her close. So it's not a 20-point loss. It could be a four-point loss. But What if a again, lot of independents vote for Trump? Yeah, are, the, the problem if, is... the. Bulk of the population of New Hampshire is in the southern portion. It's very oh, liberal. It's, yeah. it's a suburb of Boston, basically. So that's the problem for Trump there. But the next primary will correct all that. All right. Mark Simone, 710WOR radio host. Joe Concha of The Messenger and Fox News. Great rundown, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Folks, we'll take a quick break. On the other side of the break, John Carney of Breitbart News. We'll talk about jobs and also the great Breitbart interview with Donald Trump. I'm Cudlow. Stick around. Lots more to do. 